This is episode 13 of the History of Podcast. I'm Robert. And I'm Emma. And today we will be talking about the history of dentures. Now, before we dive right in, gotta plug the YouTube channel and our Instagram. The YouTube channel is called The History of, and the Instagram is called The History of Podcast, all one conglomeration of words, all lowercase. The link for both of those is in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So check those out. Um, uh, first, before we get into the history of dentures, I thought this would be a funny episode, but it ended up being more creepy than funny. Uh, we have the egg carton count, and today's egg carton count is eight, 18. 18. 18. Um, yeah. So it's growing. We're, we are far past the uh, show number. Getting those eggs back. Looks like a pretty big uh, puzzle on our wall. It looks pretty cool. We'll have to post a picture of it sometime. Oh, yeah. Okay, did you know Emma Watson has dentures? Emma Watson has dentures? Yep. Does that mean I should get dentures? We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Did you know that Winston Churchill has dentures? I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I can see that too. Yeah. Well, okay, dental replacements go all the way back to uh, 2500 B.C., and were found in what is now uh, modern-day Mexico. Of course, um, these are so old, there's little to be known about them. Um, but the Etruscans uh, also had dentures around... Etruscans, I think. I've always heard it pronounced Etruscans. I'm pretty sure it's Etruscans. Um, the Etruscans also had dentures around 700 BC. Uh, they were a people group uh, just preceding the Roman Republic in Italy. And anyway, these people used gold wire to attach the false teeth. So you could you say they made the first gold teeth? I don't know. Maybe. Now, could you say they looked like Post Malone? Just stop. I mean, you never know. Just stop. Until the early 1700s, there isn't much known about documentation of false teeth other than Japanese wooden dentures in the 1500s. Dentures became fairly common among the wealthy in the 18th and 19th centuries. Refined sugar was on the rise, and I mean, who can resist sugar? It was known that sugar would cause everybody's teeth to, to rot and this, fall out. This was known, like this was a known fact, that sugar would rot your teeth. But many people still loved it so much that they just accepted the fact that their teeth would fall out and would eventually have to get dentures. So, I mean, This wow. is terrible. <laughs> That's pretty awful. Okay, is it is it common knowledge that George Washington had dentures? I would think so, mostly. Okay, well, it's not common knowledge. Well, it's he had several pairs, um, none of which were wood. Many people think they were made of wood, but they were hmm. actually not. They, they got kind of brown, and so they looked like wood, but they were not. Um, and before we get into the specifics about the history of dentures, uh, let's just give a little rundown on kind of the anatomy of it. So there are two sides to your mouth um, and two sides of the denture, the maxillary arch and the mandibular arch. So you're, you're up and you're down, your top, top and the bottom of your mouth. And there's the, the base on which the false teeth are mounted. And we'll discuss the different materials that were used over the years in, in just a moment. Today with dentures, you can just have an adhesive that glues the dentures to your gums. Even better, a lot of people just have implants now. Well, denture adhesives weren't common in the 1700s, so to keep the dentures in place, there would be metal springs or coiled wires that were usually made of gold on the sides that pushed the two halves apart. 
This would require one to bite down to close his mouth because of the springs. That'd be like, imagine trying to eat with that. Like that would, like trying to hold your dentures in and biting down because they sprung open if you didn't bite down. That's, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm sure this, this was like really posed a problem with, but it was, it was kind of a status Uh, symbol. Imagine eating your sugar with those dentures. I mean, did it to yourself. And then they rot your dentures and you have to buy new ones. Oh gosh. Okay, the whole dentistry industry wasn't a big thing back then, so these dentures were made mostly by artisans of ivory and gold, as well as barber surgeons. And don't ask what a barber surgeon is. You don't want to know. Don't know. <laughs> One of the first widespread materials for making dentures in the 18th century was ivory, or also known as it's an elephant tusk, really. These were around for a little while, but eventually went away of course, because they were bulky and were never perfectly fitted like dental prosthetics would be today. Ivory just wasn't the right base material. If putting a a sterilized elephant tusk in your mouth grossed you out, get ready for the weird side of dentures. You've been warned. Now, if, if you get grossed out easily, I don't recommend continuing. Um, I guess it, it won't be that bad. It's not that bad, but just you've been warned. Some people get grossed out very easily. Okay, Uh, So only the bases of the 18th century dentures were ivory. The actual tooth components were made from real teeth. Uh. Yes, uh, animal teeth uh, and other substitute materials did serve as less expensive substitutes. um, But for obvious reasons, human teeth worked the best. At first, most of the resources came from poor donors who sold their teeth just to make ends meet. However, with time, the donors became fewer and fewer. I mean, I don't blame them. And this is where things got really weird. When the makers of dentures ran low on donated teeth, they turned to grave robbing. And I don't think it was, you know, a big secret either. They were just like, okay, there are thousands of unused teeth out there. Let's go get them. It was like there was kind of a black market, like a known black market, but like no one was really stopping it, I don't think, of grave robbing for dentures. This is weird and gross. Okay. And and one popular popular if you will. Oh, I don't don't not for lack popular. of a better word. Ugh. One one spot um that was used as a source of teeth was the battle site of the Battle of Waterloo. Like you know the famous battle where Napoleon was defeated in 1815. Well, there were about like 22,000 casualties in that battle. Um so you can imagine this place was horrific. And I could only imagine Oh, gosh. How excited these twisted denture makers got after this battle. Like, what What do you think crosses their mind? I don't want to know. It's, Con- this is gross. Continue, my dude. And this is where the term Waterloo teeth comes from. After everybody got tired of having the teeth of dead soldiers in their mouths, some innovators started experimenting with alternative materials. So, let's talk about the different denture materials that were tried in the last couple of centuries. In the late 18th century, Alexis Duchateau? Duchateau? Duchateau. Duchateau. A French... Du- no, Duchateau. Du- Duchateau? Duchateau. What he said. A Frenchman started making dentures from porcelain. He couldn't quite get it right until he started working with a man named Nicolas Dubois de... Dubois. Dubois. Dubois de Chemin. Okay, he's the French guy, or the, not French guy, learning French. These dentures still chipped easily, as you could imagine porcelain would, so 
Dubois de Chemin, fixed this problem on his own and patented his design in 1791. And like a majority of inventions, this was, you know, only in further improved upon, further improved upon. Boop, boop. Um, and the next big thing after uh, porcelain was vulcanite in the 1850s. It was used as a base, um, so the, the teeth components were still porcelain, uh, but it was, it was kind of like a hardened rubber, and there was plenty of it, uh, making it inexpensive. At first, the only roadblock was the fact that vulcanite was under some intellectual property, but that expired in due time. When it was made available to everybody for making dentures, the denture market came to be for the people. Vulcanite was the denture of the people. Next up, uh, not long after vulcanite, uh, was celluloid. And these were the first plastic dentures. And that's a big deal because plastic was going to be the, the novel new material that was going to change humanity. And quick aside, I've considered for a long while doing the history of plastic, but it would probably be pretty boring um, because in ninth grade, for our English final, we had the freedom to write a four-page research paper on anything we wanted, and so I chose the history of plastic. And there was this little joke for a while that I was, like, the most boring person on the planet because I chose to do the history of plastic. Was it a joke, though? Other people were doing, like, <laughs> like writing papers about the history of hip-hop and, like, black holes and a bunch of cool stuff. But, yeah, this is history of plastic. Anyway, uh, celluloid was invented in 1868, um, but I think it was it was a proof of concept more than anything uh, because it had its problems. It had a bad smell and it didn't hold its shape for very long. Ooh. Celluloid was probably only put into production to buy time for the chemists to perfect Bakelite, the big name in early plastics. Bakelite was created in 1909 and became a popular material for the base components of dentures in 1924. Bakelite was good, and it put vulcanite to shame. And don't forget, the old materials didn't go away whenever a new one uh, came along, except with polymethylmethacrylate. Ooh. And when polymethylmethacrylate came out, I just like saying that, PMMA for short, um, not to be confused with the Philippine Merchant Marine Academy, it was the standard. Because um, it's cheap, it's relatively durable, and it doesn't smell. That's Ooh. always a plus. And it even looks like your gums. Like, it's it's colored like your gums, and it's also kind of translucent. Um, it came out in 1938, and from then on, it was the stuff. Now, did you know that PMMA is also used in optic fiber cables? Your internet cables are made of the same thing as dentures. That's a weird thing to think about. Yeah, it is kind of odd, but hey, you know, whatever works. Yeah. In the 1980s, we got dental implants, which I guess are just like regular teeth. You don't take them out, you just live your life. Don't let this be your excuse for eating a bunch of sweets and not brushing your teeth, though. The time before dentures is painful, and it's expensive anyway, so take care of your chiclets. That's a silent football reference. Silent football. I will say the manufacturing process of dentures has come a long way. We went from, you know, taking human teeth or even animal teeth and ivory and boiling it to sterilize it, then, like, knocking a pair together uh, all the way to, you know, high-tech. I guess high-tech is relative. But, yeah, high-tech, custom-designed extensions of your mouth, pretty much. Modern dentures or dental implants start with taking an impression of your teeth, um, then making a custom mold out of gymsum uh, just for you. Then the, the PM, PMMA stuff, which is made out of your, your internet cables, 
is injected into the mold and there are a certain number of steps uh, to make sure it's filled properly which is really complicated if you want to you know if you're more interested in that I have a link on how it's all done in the show notes um, but then the mold is uh, heated up to harden the denture cooled fitted uh, on a model of the patient's mouth um, and then you know no wonder dentures are so expensive mm-hmm. they have to make all these like custom molds and models just for one pair so I can imagine that the profit margin for these people who create dentures is probably slimmer than you think i mean i'm sure they're they're getting by pretty well but i'm sure it's it's probably slimmer than you think and for dental implants uh like the ones that you know permanently like you wouldn't even be able to tell um some holes are actually drilled into the patient's jaw and then then it's connected to the jaw and it goes on for good We kind of skimmed over that process, but I think you get the idea. Check the show notes for more details if you're interested. Yeah, Uh, and lastly, a teaser I'm going to leave you with. Um, I'm not going to say much about it, but did you know that there is such a thing as dentures for dogs? Crossover episode with pets? Question mark. Mm. Just, Just sit with that. Well, if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to see in the future, please contact us at thehistoryof365 at gmail.com. Have a blessed day. And you've got to promise me something. Never stop learning.